down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Hello everyone and welcome. Hope you had a fabulous week. Right now uh, we are celebrating Easter and Passover. It is unusual that they come on the same time, but Jesus was celebrating the Last Supper and the Last Supper was the Passover Supper. So the Seder and Good Friday come out came out the same and we're on the same time. And it is a big celebration for all of our Judeo-Christian friends. Happy Easter and happy Passover. This is Karen Shaw, and you're listening to the Prism of America's Education. And we are brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, um, this past weekend... I have been looking and looking and looking at my house for all of the things that are not made of fossil fuel, because when fossil fuel is eliminated, how do we get those goods and products? There's no way of getting them. Once it's gone, it's gone. So what happens to things that are made with fossil fuel? Well, unfortunately, as usual, the left never looks at the consequences. They just look at what can happen in the immediate immediate future, and they don't worry about what's going to happen next, like driving those EVs when Governor Newsom says we have to turn off the grid because it's not working and we're using too much power. So how is that going to work when all people switch to electric vehicles? What happens if that electric vehicle runs out on the road? How do you order a gas can, an electric can to come over and recharge your car? How is that going to happen? For the most part, it isn't because for the most part, these people, these globalists, they don't care what happens to we the people. They only care what happens to they themselves. But in order for all of this to work, as we have learned throughout the years, one of the most important things is funding. And this crowd has dreamed up a scheme, I think is the granddaddy of all schemes to destroy the economy of the West to destroy free market, to destroy anything that has anything to do with the past, because that's the only way that they can control the future. Well, as I was exploring and looking for wonderful articles to read, I turned to one of my favorite places, and that's the Heartland Institute. And lo and behold, Heartland Institute not never to disappoint, has a wonderful article about ESG and, of course, about the climate. So I called Sterling and asked him if he would join us today, Sterling Bennett from the Heartland Institute, who I understand, Sterling, you just got 
a new position. How exciting and how exciting. Please tell everyone where they can find you and your new position of director of the Arthur B. Robinson Center on Climate and Environmental Policy. My goodness, that is a mouthful. It is a mouthful. I have uh, joined the ranks of uh, middle upper management. So (laughs) pros and cons, more managing people, less managing policy, but still doing both. Um, Yeah, you can find us at www.heartland.org or and when you go there, you know, uh, I advocate you sign up for our different uh, newsletters. We've got Heartland Daily News. Uh, you can have it delivered to your uh, your inbox. Uh, we cover a lot of env- a lot of topics, not just environment. My my bailiwick happens to be the environment, but uh, I advocate you sign up for my climate newsletters. Uh, go to our different climate websites and go to our different uh, other policy websites. If you're interested in healthcare, we cover that. If you're interested in budget and taxes, gosh knows we cover that. We cover it from the state and the federal level. We're unique, I think, in that regard. And the thing that I like the most is that it is in a very easy, readable language so that when you walk away from the article, you actually understood what it said. And that is always a pleasure. Sterling, we have a big problem that is going to be hoisted upon we the people, uh, especially when one follows and listens to Janet Yellen who is pushing digital currency and now feels that the world oh, yeah. should, they should contribute $150 trillion to their climate initiatives. $150 trillion. Boy, those printing presses would go on forever, except, wait a minute, no more printable money. Now they're going to be rating us by something called ESG. And I know you know all about that. So can you share and why is this so important that we learn about it and make sure that it gets stopped? Well, anyone who owns stocks right now and uh, bothers to, uh, it, it's, it's annual report season and, and uh, shareholder uh, meeting season. Companies have been sending me all this, uh, the proxy data saying vote for the, our board. You can just tick it off. No need to read here. But if you read the reports that they send out, that they have to send out, uh, you'll see a lot of stuff called environment, ESG, environment, social, and governance, which means their environment policies, including sustainability policies, their climate policies. Uh, you know, basically, they're saying we're going to go, we're going to be green. We're, we're green, too. Uh, they're social, so it means uh, how are they with transgender? How are they uh, with uh, uh, you know minorities? We've got to we've got to make sure our board is representative of the world. We've got to uh, look at our supply chain and make sure that they're good people based on liberal causes. And then governance, which is uh, the board membership. How diverse is it, uh, both along sexual, gender, race, racial lines? Uh, basically, uh, the left has co-opted many corporations. And th- to be fair, they've got the government behind it because the government is enforcing rules or proposing rules to make ESG uh, more important than profits w- in rating companies. They want you to look at their, uh, they want you to take stakeholders, which means basically any activist group, anybody who wants to say, we have a. We should have a role. We should be represented. We don't want to buy your stock. We don't actually want to go through the process of, of uh, 
having a stake in the company, but we want to tell the company how it should do business. And it's got to always do business along liberal, liberal lines. And so if they look at their shareholder resolutions, if they look at their information, they will find these companies are adopting this stuff left and right. And it is going to hurt uh, retirees. It is going to hurt anyone who's hoping that uh, companies are, are focusing like a laser, their funds, their, their, their uh, portfolio funds are going to focus like a laser on making a profit so that they can have comfortable retirements or buy that second home or be able to afford vacations when they retire or things like that. Basically, you invest because you want to make money and to live better. And these corporations are saying, no, no, profits are secondary. Politically woke is what's really important. And the government is really pushing them to do that. So like you say, ESG scores, even banks, it's like, well, we don't want to bank with you because you've got a low ESG score. You're, you are a longtime uh, gun dealer. You've, you've had a gun shop for a long time. Small, small mom and pop business, but you've been profitable. You've done okay. Uh, your bank contacts you and says, oh, you're in an industry that's, that's rated really low on ESG. So we're going to stop doing business with you. You, uh, you're in the oil and gas or you own stocks in the oil and gas. So we're going to have to downgrade you on ESG scores. There's a show called uh, Black Mirror that talks about technology. It's a, it's a science fiction show, but it shows the dangers of your social, so-called social credit scores being used against you. In China, they're already doing it. And that's why the, uh, the socialists over here in America want it done here. They want to follow Shannon's example. By gosh. We want to rate people based on how well they conform to what the government says they should be doing. And that's what this is all about. You'll find corporations are already doing it. I advocate you get in there if you're a shareholder and you fight like heck to get this uh, scrapped because it is not going to help you. It is going to hurt you. It's going Retirement funds are going to do less well. Okay. Public employee pension funds will do less well. And that's okay but for them because they don't care. That's that, not what they're about anymore. That's exactly right, folks. They don't care. I've been saying it continually since this show has started. They don't care. Now you're hearing it from someone else. Sterling, as you were talking, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so we get all of these unqualified people because that's basically what happens when you pick somebody uh, choose somebody for a position on the board, and you're looking at them not as what can you add to the company, what can you bring to the company that will make the company prosper, but what color are you? What race are you? What is that also going to do to the products um, as inferior products will now be accepted? Mediocre well, you know, is, is, is the mantra. It's hard to know how, how will it affect the factory floor where the manufacturing is done. But let, let's face it, so many of these products come in from China anyway, right? So um, China or India, we're, we're importing so much. Uh, and like I said, over there, they're already doing this stuff. This is not about, this is not about producing products. This is not about making profits. This, uh, believe me, the people at the top will still be rich. They'll still make their profit if, if they have to go to the government and get handouts. Uh, and, and, of course, government is more than willing to throw thousands and millions of dollars at these corporations that go woke. It, it, basically, corporations that go woke will do good under this system. It's, it's, I, I don't want to call it cap, crony capitalism because it's no longer capitalism. It's, um, it's woke faux capitalism. 
It is we we still have private companies, but government directs the use of uh, the company's uh, resources for its social goals. Isn't that a form of fascism when the government is is involved? It's it's, it's socialism. It's national socialism um, uh, where you still have private owners, but the government directs the, uh, the uses of the resources. And that is why all of these companies became woke so fast. When you're affecting their bottom line, they're going to do whatever is they're being told to do so that their bottom line will increase for them, not for their shareholders, but for them. They are, remember, just like Sterling said, they are looking out for themselves. They could care less about us. All they want from us is our money. Um, well, the funny the funny thing is there there's there is at least in some states a, a fight back against some of this stuff. So, BlackRock is the largest uh, portfolio fund manager in the world. It, it trillions and trillions of dollars under its management. And used to be it was a passive manager in the sense of it bought and sold stocks in its portfolio with a fiduciary duty to return profits to its shareholders, the people who invested in it. Their manager is woke. He's socialist. He wants, he's he's more than happy to be in bed with government, making money just off government. And so he is pushing his social causes and started getting active in the shareholder resolution game and uh, to put members on the boards of companies that he doesn't like. So like last year, he helped force three environmental activists on the board of Exxon. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, great stuff. So. So tell me Exxon is now making windmills Uh, (laughs) and solar panels. Uh, Truthfully, I don't know what business Exxon has branched out into, but it's public relations is much more uh, in line with people like BlackRock. And so the problem, the the thing is states have these huge pension funds that BlackRock wants to manage (laughs) that they want because, because that returns money to Larry Fink's bottom line. And so he wants to manage these huge state public pension funds. He wants them to invest in BlackRock. And states like Texas and uh, West Virginia and Florida, they are saying, no, no, no. We're no longer going to allow uh, politics to enter in to our investment strategies. And so they're telling banks in, in Texas, we've told banks that we've done that the state and municipalities have done business with for decades, big banks like J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, City. you can't offer bonds. You can no longer issue, uh, underwrite the bonds for uh, our cities or states because you're going after gun companies and you're going after oil companies. And that's big in Texas. Uh, nah. uh, uh, we've told Larry Fink, you're going to be on the list of companies that cannot manage our funds and that we will not invest in it. Uh, this would pull billions of dollars out of their uh, funds. If state after state does this, uh, he's in trouble because a lot of their money is with these public pension funds. And so they're going into states and testify, oh, no, 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 we, we, we know we say this, but we're really investors in oil and gas. We love the oil and gas industry. Oh, yeah, guns, they're great stuff. Uh, don't believe they, them. They're, they're, yeah, don't believe them. They're saying it. Uh, but the, that's the problem is on one hand, they're saying we're going get, to get out of these businesses. Then they go to the states and say, no, 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 we're going to stay in these businesses. What you have to look at is what they're doing. 
and they're putting activists on the boards of Exxon and, and trying to shut down gun companies. And so the states are saying, no, sorry, we're not going to do business with you until you change your ways. Battle going on for the heart and soul of capitalism in this country. Wasn't the uh, what uh, Wells Fargo did by closing all of the private lines of credit? Because I believe because they felt that they couldn't manage their woke uh, in, you know, uh, depositors. So it was easier just to get rid of them and turn the whole corporation into wokeness. And if you want to see if a company is woke, um, then just go to their page on uh, Wall Street, on their investment page, and you will see a little box down on the bottom that tells you their ESG score and practice. So this is a very, very real thing. And I did notice um, on the heartland.org website, there is a wonderful map about the stop ESG map. And it shows all of the states and what position they are taking. And if your state is, um, from what I see, listed as a gray in gray color, it means they're doing nothing. And different states are in different processes of, as Sterling just said, making regulations and rules that pension funds in states will not be invested in companies that follow ESG uh, programming. Now, Individually, now that that's what's important is that we get involved with our state. Yeah, no, that's uh, we, we've got a lot of stuff on the website, so I wasn't sure what you're referring to. And it, actually, that's not a project that falls under my purview um, because ESG, as you get from the title, though environment is the first, is the E, there's social and there's governance. And those fall under different uh, sort of departments. And so we have a whole project under Stopping Socialism, that Stopping Socialism project. It is front and center. It and our government relations department are front and center in fighting uh, ESG and woke investing and woke corporatism in the states. So we're going, we're actually testifying in state after state. We're, we're trying to motivate bills and helping to, uh, to, to generate bills that fight this at the state by state level. You know, we, we can't right now, uh, the, the SEC issued its climate risk disclosure proposal, uh, all the influence that we have at the federal level is we can offer testimony, we can offer comments, technical comments on, on proposals, things like that. But in the states, we can have a real impact. And some states are already acting. Some states got into the game a little late, so it'll be the next legislative session. But multiple states are recognizing the danger. Because remember, I, it, a lot of people may not realize, but most public pension funds are underinvested. They've, they've made these promises to their retiree teachers and their police and their fire departments and their other public pensioners. And they've said, we will provide you a great future uh, and, and uh, often specific benefits. And yet they don't have enough money in there and they're not growing fast enough to actually meet those commitments. And these, these ESG projects make it worse for them. They, 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 Di di diminish the rates of return on these funds and the states are coming to recognize this and they're saying hold it we can't afford this stuff and so they are actively implementing laws that would fight this back at the state by state level and then of course uh we can hope that uh the politics change in washington with the next couple of election cycles that would be ideal
But in the meantime, let's pretend that that's not going to happen. What can you do? Your state legislators are going to be available in the next couple of weeks. And in many cases, like in Florida, our session is over, which means that our state representatives will be at their home base. Get involved. Go and talk to them. You will find that many, many of them have no idea what ESG even is or why they should even oppose it and why it would affect them. And that's what learning all about this has to do. Remember, you're the expert. Your representative can't know everything. So don't think it's weird if you have to go and talk to them and tell them what's happening because that's your job. They are your representative. And if you don't tell them what you want them to do, they won't do it. So that's up to us. Show up at their uh, at their local offices, their district offices, when they have testimony. Show up and testify. The public can testify to these things. In addition, you don't have to be invited. In addition, if you own stocks, if you are a, a public pension retiree and you have a pension, you're part of a pension fund, get involved at their shareholder meeting. See if there are proxies or, or resolutions out there that fight this. And if they're not, offer them yourself. Fight to get them put before the membership for an up or down vote. Make it clear what's at stake uh, very personally for you. Absolutely, folks. This is up to us. Between now and the 2022 election, it's in our hands. And we are the ones that are going to make it happen. And uh, this is so important that you get involved with that, because no matter who is in office, these people are unelected bureaucrats and they're going to do whatever they want. And they are going to try to influence our legislators. And we need our legislators to be armed and dangerous in the truth about what this really is. The other thing, uh, Sterling, and I know this one is right in your bailiwick, is what is going on with the fossil fuel. I don't think people realize or have any understanding the products that we would not see if we didn't have fossil fuel. By eliminating fossil fuel, how are we going to get things like glasses, computers, phones, clothing? I mean, uh, it, yeah. the list is almost endless and people have no clue. When people think of the oil and gas industry, they think of, uh, you know, they're cooking stoves for gas, uh, maybe they're, they're water heaters or their uh, furnaces, and they think of gasoline in their tanks and the oil that maybe goes in their engine. That's what they think of. Uh, what they don't think of is roadways, uh, asphalt in roadways. What they don't think of is, I'm, I'm sitting, as I speak to you, in front of a, a laptop computer that is hard plastic all the way around it. I, I'm looking at a cell phone that is hard plastic, and then it has a, uh, a, a rubberized plastic case around it uh, to protect it if I drop it. Um, I have a reader, a Kindle. Um, I have, you have insulation around all your electric wiring. And if you sort of like food, you know, <laughs> some, of us, some of us like to eat sometimes. Uh, if you like that, well, diesel fuel powers tractors that plant crops that fertilize crops that harvest crops that store crops in a, 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 a climate controlled environment that ship crops versus tr trucks and trains that deliver it to your stores 
that keeps the power on in those stores to keep the uh, the food from spoiling. Um, the fertilizers that are used to help grow crops are all made from oil and gas. The irrigation systems are powered by oil and gas. The pesticides that are used are made from oil and gas. Basically, we don't have a modern food system. We, we, we would be forced to go organic and double the size of um, the area planted because the organic system is not nearly as efficient as our modern system. That's why we can feed the world. <laughs> if we didn't have fossil fuels, if we had to use manure and uh, so-called natural fertilizers for everything, the, the number of products, your defense systems, um, your drones, what are they made of? Hard plastics that are oil and gas. The chemicals that go into your medical products, oil and gas, the plastic tubing. I, go, go look at a, a film from the 1950s or the 1940s, or the 1930s, and see those glass bottles that used to hold um, fluids and the glass IV tubes and the glass syringes. And tell me that was better if you dropped one. <laughs> or or if one cracked uh they were they were heavier they were thicker they used more resources and they were dangerous all of those things that that you see your seat your your uh ct scanners your x-ray machines all plastic the frames for your you know a lot of your bedding and things plastics all of that comes from oil and gas and if you shut down the oil and gas industry all that goes away there is no backup. If you like steel, if you like steel, a lot of people, uh, you know, steel framing, steel buildings, uh, things like that, uh, steel in your cars, your, your, your car frames. Well, steel doesn't come naturally from the ground. Iron does. You mine it. And how do you turn it into steel? You use coal. It's called coking coal to, to make iron harder, to turn it, literally, to turn it into steel. You use coal. Well, you get rid of coal and see uh, how well buildings hold up in the face of natural disasters like hurricanes and tornadoes. See, see how well your roads hold up uh, if, if they're uh, concrete and no rebar. Um, it's crazy. This, is, this to me is all a result of poor schooling. Um, not understanding chemistry, biology, and all of the sciences that are involved in the importance of what is really going on in our atmosphere. And that's another, uh, another conversation, so you'll have to come back, Sterling. But the thing with the fossil fuels, folks, get an understanding of what will happen if fossil fuel is gone. And the next time you have a conversation with somebody who is pushing windmills and solar panels, ask them, how will they make glasses? How will they make my computer? How will they make my cell phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you will find there is no plan. That's the biggest problem with globalists. There is no plan. They want to do it now because you are in a huff and they can get more control. And that's all that this is about. Ask, oh, them, this. Ask them this. How will they get the silicon solar panels from, from sand? You got ah, to turn, yes. you gotta, you gotta turn right. it into solar panels. It doesn't come. Solar panels don't fall like manna from heaven. No. They're manufactured. 
they're made <laughs> using power and using materials that come from oil and gas. How will the large turbine, the mm-hmm. turbines that are made from these uh, uh, combination of materials, composite turbines, how will they be manufactured? And more importantly, what will they be made of if you remove all the products that require oil and gas from them? How will they hold up if they don't have steel at their base and concrete? And what roads and what roads will they deliver on the thousands of miles from if you take away the oil and gas used in modern asphalt? People don't think it through. They really think that it's better to power the world on intermittent basically power sources, wind and solar, which you can't control. We don't get to tell the wind when to blow and we don't, and we know the sun goes down every day. How are you going to power towns in Alaska when they have six months of darkness? And that is a good question. So you are going to have to come back and help us with those answers. Thank you so much, Sterling. It has been a pleasure. Tell everyone where they can find you. www.heartland.org. Look us up. Uh, I'm, I'm not a hard man to find myself. It's HS Burnett at heartland.org. Um, and, uh, sign up for all our newsletters. We do some good work on a lot of different, uh, topics. Thank you, Sterling. I always a pleasure folks. We'll be right back. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America out loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida citizens Alliance. Don't go away. We'll be right back. In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both in the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next. You've been in that situation. The person next to you is sniffling, or worse yet, (coughs) coughing. Flu, cold, and coronaviruses are everywhere. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to reduce these threats with an invisible mask as an additional layer of protection? Sold by hundreds of pharmacists and medical doctors, our American-made povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray, Cofix RX, lasts for hours deactivating viruses and germs while protecting you from airborne pathogens that make us sick. America Out Loud listeners get 20% off. Use Cofix RX while in large groups, while traveling, or for any other type of high-risk situation as an additional layer of protection to help reduce your likelihood of catching a cold, the flu, or SARS-CoV-2 viruses. Right now, America Out Loud listeners get 20% off of all orders. Click our banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And during the break, I happened to read something and it gave me a heavy duty question because I am really not understanding this one. And it seems as though the Biden administration is now forgiving student loans and they, the blue governors are now having people mask up again. 
And they're all saying it's because we're in a pandemic, Title 42, Title 42. So if they're claiming Title 42 to do these egregious unconstitutional acts, then how can they let go of Title 42 on our border? That I can't figure that one out. So when it comes to craziness and communism of what is going on in our government, my favorite go-to person who knows everything there is to know about communism is Trevor Loudon. And Trevor has agreed to let me ask him questions today because I can't figure that one out. Trevor was from New Zealand and is now in America. And he has produced multiple movies, written many, many books exposing the deep state. So yes, folks, there really is a deep state. Yes, folks, these people who are in office do want to do us harm. And basically, they're partnering with China in order to make sure that that happens. But let's get back to the first question. Hello, Trevor. Thank you so much for joining me today. Always a pleasure, Karen. Thanks for having me on. What do you think, Trevor? How are they using Title 42 to institute mandates again? for masks and probably vaccines. I saw that Biden has pushed forward the uh, vaccine mandate for federal workers. It was supposed to be over, now it's not. And I believe that they're setting this up so that we're gonna have to have, oh my goodness, mail-in ballots all over again for the 2022 election because they will never win unless they cheat. But how does that work? They're using Title 42 to bring these things in, and then they're saying we're going to eliminate Title 42 so that we can open our borders. How does that work, Trevor? Well, if you're a revolutionary, the only truth is revolutionary truth. So you don't have to be consistent. You know, the purpose of the vaccine mandates and the lockdowns is to wreck the economy and, as you say, set the election up for, for more easy manipulation the purpose of um, opening up the borders and letting more people in is to bring millions of more Democrats across the border who will be given citizenship and voting rights and, and create a majority that can't be beaten. So they seem contradictory positions, but they're not if you're a revolutionary. They're both aimed to steal elections. They're both aimed to wreck the US economy. They're both aimed to cause a revolution in this country. So, yeah, any communist can hold contradictory positions at the same time because the only truth is what serves the revolution and contradictory positions can serve the revolution. So that's what they're doing. Well, they are doing a terrific job. As we know, messaging is their forte. And that is part of the problem of we... Uh, conservatives or MAGA or America First or nationalists, whatever you want to call us. We believe in America. We believe in our country. We believe in our families and we believe in God. And they will do anything that they can to shoot down those beliefs like creating a war in the Ukraine. And I believe that all of this Ukraine, Russia, which maybe you can give us a little bit of a history as to even why America should be involved in a war in Ukraine. That one is always a question mark. Yeah, well, I have a position that's very different from many on our side of the fence right now. 
I am very supportive of Ukraine. And um, what I'm saying is this, what, what Putin is doing, and Putin is a communist, full on, and he's going to take Ukraine, he's going to take the Baltic states, China's going to attack into the Pacific, Iran is going to attack in the Middle East, North Korea is probably going to attack South Korea. Ukraine is the first step in World War Three, And they're doing it now because they have a they have their man in the White House in Biden. The US military is extremely weak. NATO is extremely divided. And the communists are taking their chance now. They're going to go full on um, attacking the West to bring the West down. Ukraine is the only thing standing between us and that happening right now. So what I will say is this, there's a massive amount of Russian propaganda out there. Uh, for instance, uh, Putin attacked Ukraine to shut down the biolabs, completely false. Ukrainians, the Ukraine is a Nazi country, completely false. Ukraine, Putin is going to save us from the new world order, completely false. He is the new world order. So these are positions that, that may be at variance to yours, Karen. They may be at variance to others. But um, I've got evidence to back up every one of those statements. Do you think that Putin is buying into or will be using the green? Uh, is he making Russia go green as part of the new world order? Because that's part of what's happening. So how does that work when Russia is so heavily invested in fossil fuels? How would they turn that around? That doesn't make well, sense. The, the green movement is only for us. Oh. The green movement is to, is to weaken us, to... to to destroy our economy. Um, the green movement, the Russians and the Chinese have no interest whatsoever in the green movement. That's only a communist movement to weaken our economy. It's just like, um, you know, the Russians and, and the Chinese are pushing the gay movement in this country, but in their own movement, they clamp, clamp down on it because they want to destroy us and they want to keep their societies together. So Russia is not, in any way interested in the green movement other than using it. Um, you know, they are funding the anti-fracking movement, for instance, to, to shut down our, our energy extraction. Um, the Communist Party in America engineered Deb Haaland, um, a Marxist from New Mexico, to become Secretary of the Interior. That was engineered by the Communist Party USA, which supports Russia and China. Now, she controls all the energy extraction and mining on public land. And she's going to lock it all up when we need it the most right now to counter Russia, to drop the prices of energy for our own people and to support Europe. She's going to lock that up. So the green movement is a red movement. And they're not, the Russians and the Chinese aren't stupid enough to do it to themselves. They're just using their communists here to do it to us. Biden has been working for Russia since 1972. Um, that's why he's not defending Ukraine properly. You know, you've got to understand when Ukraine when Ukraine became independent, they had 1,900 nuclear weapons on their soil. Bill Clinton, who was also Russia's man, persuaded them to give those nuclear weapons back to Russia in exchange for an American promise of protection from Russian aggression. Now, where, where, is, where is that being kept? So it's not because, you know, you've got to understand the deep state is Russia and China. 
the World Economic Forum is Russia and China. This isn't Putin standing with us against the New World Order. Putin is the New World Order. Soros is his man. So it's just about everything most of us believe about the Rush, about the Russian Ukrainian thing is is complete Russian disinformation. They have what? been pumping the West for years now. Putin's a Christian. Putin stands against Soros. Putin is is uh, against the New World Order. Putin is in in a military alliance with China right now. Has been since two thousand and one. Putin. And China held the world's largest ever military exercise together a couple of years ago outside St. Petersburg. Putin organized a gathering of 30,000 young communists in Sochi, Russia, in October 2017 to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Bolshevik Revolution. Communists from all over the world, including the United States, they looked at him like he was a rock star. They applauded every thing he said. He was the keynote speaker, the main organizer. He told these people their job was to change the future. Go for it. Putin is a full-on communist. Uh, This is not a surprise. Uh, He's been saying it for years and years and years. So now, as the picture is getting clearer and clearer, all of this is absolutely necessary that our borders remain open as people from communist countries are coming into America and infiltrating what is happening with all of our policies. Uh, We see it going on in our schools. We see the communist ideology coming up in our schools, in everything that we're doing. So really all of this, the COVID, the open borders, this is all part of the plan, isn't it? It's, it's all part of the same movement. You see, a lot of people say, oh, we shouldn't defend Ukraine's borders. What about our own? Well, they're both being attacked by the same communists. They're the same movement. This is what people are not getting. We're under, we're in a revolution and we're in World War Three. and the communists are driving everything. They're driving the COVID. They're driving, they drove Black Lives Matter, which was a Chinese operation. They helped to steal the election. Now they're driving, they're going to drive millions across the southern border as part of their revolutionary process. And they're attacking Ukraine. They're going to attack Taiwan. They're going to attack in the Middle East and probably in South Korea. We could be in a five-front war before two, before very long. And we've still got a lot of Americans who think Putin's okay or even cheering him on and what he's doing. I want people to understand this. The American communists are keeping the border open. That's their, they've been, they are completely behind the open borders movement. Biden is their man. Now, and we ain't seen nothing yet. Now think about this. Venezuela was the richest country in Latin America a few years ago. They had 30 million people. A few years of socialism and 20% of their population left the country. Six million people took off out of the country. Well, Mexico's got 130 million people. They have a communist president, AMLO. His political party, Marina, is working with American communists from Liberation Road, the people behind Black Lives Matter, to keep the borders open. AMLO is going to wreck the Mexican economy. He's going full on Venezuela 
in Mexico. The economy is going to crash. Mexico has got 130 million people. Where do you think 20% of 130 million people are going to go? Right here. Right here. So we're, talk, we're talking 20, 30, 40 million people coming across the border. And if this that happens, we're looking at. yes, when that happens, folks, America will be changed forever because there America will never will be, be a well, way. Yeah, about this. Where we, where our military has been gutted. The borders are wide open. You've got a communist in the White House. We could be fighting a five-front war, and the Russians and the Chinese are working to take down the U.S. dollar, so we'll have 20% interest rates in this country. This is, this is the revolution, and the only thing stopping it right now is the brave stand of the Ukrainians, and you've got millions of Americans um, thinking that the Ukrainians are the pawns of Soros, and they're cheering, cheering uh, Putin on, who's our major enemy. This is how screwed up we are right now. Well, a lot of this, of course, is coming from the Putin propaganda. Uh, and then it's just picked up and carried like little parrots from the mainstream media as they are trying to get us to believe that. But Trevor, well, you- it's, it's not just the mainstream media. It's QAnon is, is pumping full of, is full of Russian propaganda now. Uh, Tucker Carlson, who is great on 90% of issues, is pumping out Russian propaganda on Ukraine. Um, you've got um, Gateway Pundit. You've got um, the Ron Paul movement is pumping this stuff out. All of these conservative groups and libertarian groups have been pumping out Russian propaganda. They have been fooled by this stuff. As you travel around the country, are the people beginning to understand that? What do we do? We can't sit back and just watch them take over our country. There has to be things that we can do, and this audience likes to do things. So what do you suggest that we do? Look, I, I'm seeing everywhere I go, there's new groups starting up all over the place. It's like the Tea Party movement all over again, but with a much younger demographic. And they're clued up on the CRT, the Marxist indoctrination in the schools. They understand how evil the Democrats are and how corrupt the rhinos are. They understand the necessity for protecting the border. They understand the necessity for protecting our religious liberties and our Second Amendment rights, etc. And in most of these areas, we're going, people are going in the right direction. The, the grassroots groups are working behind conservative candidates in 2022. We could have a real burst of, of new good people in 2022 if we can keep the country together and stop Biden stealing the election. Um, we, we could have a real turnaround. The main concern right now is these same people are being sucked in by the Russian propaganda. And what's going to be, and I can understand why, because, you know, when you get Nancy Pelosi, you know, back in Ukraine, who wants to be on the same side as Nancy Pelosi? Because they are going to take the moral high ground before the election and they're going to accuse conservatives the right of being um, pro Putin, traitors pro-Russian traitors. They're going to hang that on us, just like they've been hanging the, um, you know, the, the Russian collusion thing. But they're going to have justification now because of a lot of American conservatives are actually backing Putin to some degree or another. So they're going to lay, lay, lay that on us. That will even be an excuse to arrest some people. We had better pay attention, folks. And sure, better. 
as Trevor was saying, your representatives, the people that represent you and that will be either in D.C. or your state house right now, most of them, as Trevor was saying, have no clue as to what is really going on. And that's going to be up to us. Don't you think, Trevor, we've got to be on top yeah. of our elected officials and get them to understand the truth so that they can act appropriately. Otherwise, we're going down a big, deep hole. Well, that's right. You know, In the Senate, we've probably got about six people who are worth anything. In the House, it's probably about 10. The Democratic Party is completely communist. A lot of the Republican Party is co-opted by the Chinese. We've, we've got about, as I say, maybe six senators who are worth anything at all and probably about 10 represent, maybe 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 a dozen to 15 representatives who are actually willing to take a stand. So, but we have an opportunity because the tide is so bad against the Democrats right now and so much against the rhinos and the grassroots are rising up so much. We have a real opportunity to fill the house with Marjorie Taylor Greens and Lauren Bobberts and Madison Cawthorns and get a whole bunch more good senators in the US Senate as well. The rhinos are on the run right now. The rhinos are in big trouble. The Democrats are in big trouble. We have got to be involved in electoral politics at every level, county Congress, especially Congress and the Senate, where, where we can be involved. And if you don't have a good constitutional candidate in your area, find one elsewhere, send them some money, get involved. We, we have to get involved in this election. This is our last meaningful election. And also the primaries are of utmost importance because this is our way to get rid of a rhino. So if your congressional seat has rhino and then two or three other candidates, Go to those other candidates, tell them to start having debates, have a straw poll, pick the one that is the strongest, and then everybody drop out of the election and get behind the one that was the winner. And that is the only way you will defeat a rhino, because otherwise you will be splitting the vote. And the minute you do that, guess what happens? The rhino gets back in office. So we've got to work together. I've endorsed about five candidates in Florida, you know, Laura Loomer and Jack Martin and 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 um, a few others, Darlene Schwaffer. You know, there is there are some great ones standing, but we got to, as you say, we got to be involved in the primaries because it's the primaries you get the good ones and and get rid of the rhinos. After the primaries, you just stuck with whoever wins the primary. Right. And we do not want to go and say, oh, I'm going to hold my nose and vote for that one because he's the best of the worst. We want to have the best of the best. And we're not going to do that unless we, the people, get engaged and learn about what's going on and the importance of our local and state elections. Because we will be facing, as this country, multiple things, as Trevor said, but we're also going to be facing an economic challenge as they try to institute the ESG credit scoring on companies. I saw well, today. doing that. And they're doing it. Yes, I saw today that they just passed a bill in 
Illinois forcing small um, gas stations to put stickers on their gas pumps touting that they got a 2% decrease in uh, gas tax so that they could pump up their communist governor. This is- Well, that's right. And you talk about economic tax. We, we need to understand as well that the Russians and the Chinese are working together right now to take down the dollar. And, and people think, well, what does that mean? It means that the, the US dollar is the world's reserve currency. Most oil is traded in US dollars. That means American inflation can be spread across the whole world. Everybody that takes US dollars is paying for some of America's deficit spending. But if they, if the Russians who are putting the ruble on the gold standard and the Chinese who are working with the Saudis to buy oil in the yuan instead of dollars, if they can take down the dollar as a world reserve currency, all of our inflation and deficit spending has to be absorbed inside America. That will mean that we will have 15 to 20 percent interest rates, maybe higher. You imagine what that's going to do to our national debt repayments and and your mortgages and your business loans. And this is our last throw of the dice here. We've got to be super involved in these elections, get rid of as many rhinos as we can, as many Democrats as we can, and just fill the House, the state houses, the county commissions, the Congress and the Senate with as many patriots as we can. That's that's their best shot right now. Okay, when you are vetting candidates, which you must do, Trevor, what's a good first question that would give you a clue as to how a candidate thinks? This country is going to be saved by the first, second and 10th amendment. First is free speech, second is your gun rights, 10th is the, the rights of the states are over the federal government. Ask people, do you support the First Amendment? And they'll all say yes. What restrictions on the First Amendment are there? Is it okay to have hate speech laws? If they say yes, they do not understand, just strike them straight away. They're unconstitutional. Are they willing to defund universities who deny students the right to free speech? If they are not willing to do that, forget them. Are they willing to stand under all circumstances against big tech's censorship? Are they willing to put penalties on big tech for what they're doing? If they're not willing to do that, strike them. You've got to ask questions, you know, not just glib questions. Do you support the First Amendment? What practical steps would you take to support the First Amendment? And the Second Amendment, well, do you believe people have a right to keep and bear arms? Yes, of course. What's it for? Well, so we can all go duck hunting. And is there another purpose for it? Is it could it be to defend the fed, people from the federal government? And if they cannot answer that and back that up, forget them. Ask them, red flag laws constitutional, meaning can the cops go and take guns off people they think might, you know, veterans or people they might think might suspect might be mentally unstable. If your representative is going to back red flag laws or any infringement on your Second Amendment rights, they're off the list straight away. They've got to be back in the First Amendment and the Second Amendment 100%. Then you ask them about the Tenth Amendment. Who's the senior partner in the, in the relationship between the states and the federal government? If they say it's the federal government, they don't know what they're talking about. You say, are you willing to stand against the federal government and stop taking federal money and, and work for complete state sovereignty? If they're not willing to do that, 
strike them off the list. The federal government gives most states less than 10% of the state education budget, but they give 100% instructions on how you educate your children. So if your rep is not willing to say, we'll send the 10% back to Washington and we'll educate our kids in Florida values or Georgia values or Alabama values or, New or, or Wisconsin values, not Washington, D.C. values. If they're not willing to make stands like that, strike them off the list. First, second, 10th Amendment. Ask probing questions on those three amendments that will tell you what side your representative is on, your potential representative is on. Also, if your county is facing an election for a new sheriff, then I would suggest that you go and read the job and duties of the sheriff in accordance to the Constitution, because the sheriff has the ability to say, no, not in my county. You will not take a gun. You will not do with this. You will not do that. No federal anything in our county. The sheriff has the ability to do that. And if your sheriff does not understand or your sheriff candidate does not understand the role and duties of a sheriff, then say next, because you have to find somebody that does. Trevor, we're that's running a, that's out of- 100% right, Karen. The constitutional sheriffs are extremely important in saving this country. Trevor, we're at the end of the show. So please tell everyone where they can find you and a little bit about your new movie. You can find me at trevorloudon.com. But you need to, don't Google that or duck, duck, go. Well, Google has forgotten my IP address. So just put it in the search bar at the top of the page. A new movie is Enemies Within the Church. You find that at enemieswithinthechurch.com. It's all about the Marxist infiltration of not just the mainstream churches and the Catholic Church, but now also the Baptists and the Evangelicals. And it's coming in through critical race theory and social justice and white privilege and refugee resettlement. The main the American churches are going Marxist. Wokeism is Marxism. And we are losing Christianity in this country. And if we lose Christianity, we lose the country. So please watch Enemies Within the Church. Go to enemieswithinthechurch.com. And as we are right now involved in one of the holiest weekends, uh, Good Friday through Easter Sunday and the celebration of Passover, this would be a wonderful, a wonderful documentary to understand how our religion has been twisted and used against us. Folks, you are listening to the prism of America's education. We are brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And one thing I learned about working with the Alliance is you must get involved. This is a participation country. Americans must participate in their own government. Otherwise, it will be a government that we do not recognize. Election is coming faster than we can imagine. See you all again next week. But America, don't tread on